So, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. Today we're going to go ahead with the psychology of wealth, the psychology of money, I guess. It is called by um, Morgan Housel or something. I should actually know that. Anyway, we are going ahead with chapter 7 or point 7. I actually don't know if he has chaptered things in this manner, but it is about freedom. I don't know if it is going to be about financial freedom. I don't know if it is going to be about freedom in general. But I do want to point out and I do want to say that, you know, being financially free and, and whatnot um, is a bit of a... It, it has a bit of, a, of an aftertaste for me, at least, you know. Because it, it was so overused by a certain group of people, by very, very, very specific people that do most often kind of sell courses and whatnot. And I tend to be, uh, yeah, not that, that, that great with these people. In terms of, you know, I, I don't want to say that I hate them or dislike them because this is an over generalization you know and i just can't say that and i don't really know if those courses work or not so i do not also want to judge them but it just feels a bit itchy for me you know it's it's just i don't know you know trust the potential to trust those people and trust those courses and whatnot starts pretty 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 badly at least for me anyway freedom and the seventh chapter the ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, or actually with whom, isn't it? Anyway, for as long as you want is priceless. It is the highest dividend money pays. The highest form of wealth is the ability to wake up every morning and say, I can do whatever I want today. People want to become wealthier to make them happier. Happiness is a complicated subject because everyone's different. But if there is a common, common denominator in happiness, a universal fuel of joy, it's that people want to control their lives. And yeah, of course, to, you know, maybe actually a pretty big extent, you can do this with money. And I do also want to say that I guess, and I would say that money and happiness, there is a correlation. I haven't made my mind up yet in terms of how big this correlation is, you know, for example, saying, you know, the, the more money you have, the happier you're going to be, um, you know, to some extent, yes, this is probably going to be true and all that truth, but it's, it's not the full thing, you know, it's not the full story. There is way more to that, you know, way, 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 way more nuances. And therefore it is also actually indeed pretty complicated. Also, as the author already pointed out, it is highly subjective. More than your salary, more than the size of your house, more than the prestige of your job, control over doing what you want, when you want to, with the people you want to, is the broadest lifestyle variable that makes people happy. Money's greatest intrinsic value, and this can't be overstated, is its ability to give you control over your time, to attain bit by bit a level of independence and autonomy that comes from unspent assets that give you greater control over what you can do and what you can and when you can do it. Using your money to buy time and options has a lifestyle benefit few luxury goods can compete with. Aligning money towards a life that leads you to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want, where you want, for as long as you want, has incredible returns. Of course it has. Um, am I actually dirty? 
just eating some food. It's very likely. Um, well, I think there's also a bit more to that. Only because you're having a lot of money does not necessarily mean that you're going to spend it in this way. And if you already have some money, I would argue that quite a bunch of people are not spending it in this way either. Quite. You know, don't want to say rich people. I just want to say people, you know, more or less the ordinary people. I do think that they're also not spending their money in that way, you know, so that things are getting automated, that they have more, more time. I don't know. Like, I doubt that to, to some degree. But obviously, you know, and this really makes sense. If I'm having just a lot of money, I am indeed going to automate a ton of things and try to um, save as much, as much time as I possibly can by, for example, having a mate and by, for example, having um, somebody that cleans my room and so on and so forth. Like, it just really, truly makes sense, at least at my point. Um, aligning money towards a life that lets you do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. Oh, I guess I've read that. Being able to wake up one morning and change what you're doing on your own terms whenever you're ready seems like the grandmother of all financial goals. Independence to me doesn't mean you'll stop working. It means you only do the work you like with people you like at the times you want for as long as you want. And this actually is something that reminds me of um, a ton of influencers, you know, that they work. If the work they're doing is indeed, you know, stressful and or, you know, if, if it is exhausting, this is something we could argue about. This is something that we could be talking about. Like, I, I don't really know. And I, I still find it actually pretty incredible to feel satisfied with this kind of work. And this kind of plays into a bit of a theory that I've been having, which is if you think that the work you're doing is indeed work, and also, more importantly, when it makes you money, you know, maybe until probably even good money, then it is gonna be fine with you. And it's probably, maybe this is just my opinion, but it is probably also gonna be fine with me. You know, if I'm, I don't know, if, if I'm designing something, if I'm doing something and it is for free, then I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it differently than just when I'm getting paid for it. You know, also in terms of my satisfaction, also in terms of me being happy with whatever I'm doing. You know, even if it is something that I enjoy, I would say if I'm able to earn money by doing that, it kind of changes its meaning a little tiny bit and it kind of maybe makes me feel satisfied with it because I see a return and I see that um, that this is actually useful, you know? And this is a fact that it is useful because I'm earning money by doing it. You know, also when I just think about my own YouTube things and all my, my own social media things, like, I don't know, it would just... I, I think that I would also be a bit more motivated if I knew, okay, when I really put in a lot of work and in terms of maybe, you know, quantity and not necessarily quality, which is highly subjective, um, then I, uh, well, just might be more satisfied and I might be, be happier and, and willing to do more of that work just because I see a return and I see a reason for me to do so, which may be pretty obvious, 
but um, yeah, in, in certain life situations, not necessarily. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think this is indeed a thing uh, influencers are dealing with. You know, most often they hopefully are doing the work they want to do. And it depends on their position, but also they're able to really choose whom they are working with and also what they do, how much they do. Well, you know, obviously there, there are going to be some pills to be, bills, not pills, bills <laughs> to be paid. Um, that's for sure, you know, and, and I think that sometimes people just have to do the work, even though they don't maybe even, even want to do it. You know, maybe not that much at least. Anyway, man in the car paradox. No one is impressed with your possessions as much as you are. There is a paradox here. People tend to want wealth to signal to others that they should be like, they should be like and admired. But in reality, those other people often bypass admiring you, not because they don't think wealth is admirable, but because they use your wealth as a benchmark for their own desire to be liked and admired. It is a subtle recognition that people generally aspire to be respected and admired by others. Using money to buy fancy things may bring less of it than you imagine. If respect and admiration are your goal, be careful how you seek it. Humility, kindness and empathy will bring you more respect than horsepower ever will. I would say so as well. And I would argue additionally to that, that it also heavily depends on... Um, how you're presenting yourself. Of course, if you wear certain outfits in your certain car, maybe, just maybe, potentially, you're going to be viewed as a different person than just having on your fucking joggers and, and whatnot and sitting still in your fancy car. You know, it is different. And also how you treat people, obviously, humility, as the just um, author pointed out, kindness and empathy how you interact with the world it's just gonna change quite a lot it is a bit fortunate to be honest that but well also just understandable understandable that um, the way you present yourself and the way other people see you from the outside is um, really gonna influence to a high degree how they are you know interacting with you first of all and second of all how they're gonna think about you and what they're going to think about you. Of course, this is really not important because they don't know you anyway. And it just is, you know, it's it's a guess, you know, they are making. You know, this guy probably is this and that and these and those. But they just don't know because they don't know you. Or this girl or whatever, you know. Of course, we all have thoughts about other people. We all think something we can't control it and so just being fine with it and accepting whatever it might be is at my point of view the way to go how much is there actually left because i don't want to end up ending the episode uh way too early quite the ninth one is wealth is what you don't see spending money to show people how much money you have is the fastest way to have less money we tend to judge wealth by what we see because that is the information we have in front of us. We can't see people's bank accounts or brokerage statements, so we rely on outward appearances to gauge financial success. Cars, homes, Instagram photos, modern capitalism makes helping people fake it until they make it 
a cherished industry. The truth is that wealth is what you don't see. Wealth is the nice cars not purchased, the diamonds not bought, the watches not worn, the clothes uh, foregone, and the first class upgrade declines. Wealth is financial assets that haven't yet been converted into the stuff you see. That is not how we think about wealth, because you can't contextualize what you can't see. You know, uh, you don't see the stocks that certain people are holding. You know, even if it might be a million dollars worth of stocks. Who knows? The only way to be wealthy is to not spend the money that you that you do have. It is not just the only way to accumulate wealth. It is the very definition of wealth. We should be careful to define the difference between wealthy and rich. It is more than semantics. Not knowing the difference is a source of countless poor money decisions. Rich is a current income. Someone driving a 100k car is almost certainly rich because even if they purchased a car with debt, you need a certain level of income to afford the monthly payment. Same with those who live in a big home, uh, who live in big homes. It is not hard to spot rich people. They often go out of their way to make themselves known. Wealth is hidden. It's income not spent. Wealth is an option not yet taken by um, taken to buy something later. Its value lies in offering you options, flexibility and growth to one day purchase more stuff that you could right now. People are good at learning by imitation, but the hidden nature of wealth makes it hard to imitate others and learn from their ways, because we are not seeing it. Because we often just do not know, unless we want to know and ask these people. You know, on one hand, on the other hand, reading books could help, or articles, you know, I, I do not want to glorify books. I think that it is just a medium and um, just a way to get information. And there's so many ways in which you could get information that, you know, I, I don't want to say books are the best one. Of course, different mediums have different um, benefits and different drawbacks. I'm not going to get into it. I've just, <laughs> I've been talking about that for way, way, way too long, actually. Anyway, um... But yeah, it really makes sense. You know, if you do not see or if you aren't able to see things, um, how are you going to be able to imitate it? But yeah, I think that I'm going to end the episode there. I wish you the best and hopefully see you soon. Bye-bye.